us a little bit about what this wise mind business is. Yeah, absolutely. So um, there are three different minds that we can make decisions from. There is our logical mind, there's our emotional mind, and then there is our wise mind. So if we're making emotional mind choices, um, those could be things like heat of the moment choices or just very emotionally charged choices that we may look back and think, was that the correct, was that the correct choice for me? Um, whereas the logical mind choices are very rational. Uh, there's no emotion involved. Um, so the wise mind choices are kind of a, a mixture of the two, if I'm being, if I'm correct. Um, and we try to motivate or encourage people to make wise mind choices uh, in their lives, which tend to result in better outcomes. Yes. So what I'm hearing you say is we help people learn how to respond to situations rather than react to them. Exactly. Okay. So uh, we hear a lot about medication and how about people who just absolutely refuse to take medication? Necessary, but not sufficient, um, I think is the best way to explain that. Um, medications can sort of take the edge off, kind of get them to a stable level um, place in their lives so that they can work actively with a therapist in order to start to create change. Okay, that's an excellent, uh, excellent description of that. So when people resist medication, what we often try to tell them that all the talk therapy in action cannot uh, change or heal uh, brain chemistry. Sure. Yeah. There are chemical imbalances in, in the brains of people who are struggling with mental illnesses. And often just sitting across from somebody is not going to be enough. Yes. Okay. So what we're trying to help people do is tell us about this mind-body-spirit thing that I keep hearing about that we get across to people. We are um, a spiritual being having a human uh, experience, and often when we get too attached to that human experience, it causes emotional distress in our lives. Um, and, you know, life is absurd. So we try to, uh, too often we try to, create order in chaos. And again, that causes a lot of emotional distress. Yeah, well, and that sounds like a lot of work. It is. Yeah. So when we're dealing with people, Adriana, quite often they get frustrated at the slow pace of improvement in therapy. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, one counseling session is not going to solve all of our problems. Um, often it's small victories that build up to, um, to greater successes. I like that. Small victories build up to greater successes. That's great. Mm -hmm. So when people come in and they're 20, 30, 40, 50 years old, or whatever age they are, they have to understand that they're a decades-long production. And in order to reverse that... Um, it's going to take uh, some time and effort. Effort, yes. So what I hear you talking to people sometimes, Adriana, is that you're saying that the recovery work does not place 
take place in a therapy room. Mm -hmm. The recovery work takes place outside when you're with real people in the real world. Yes, absolutely. Uh, within the, the therapy sessions, you know, we focus on uh, learning and creating new skills for people to use. But the real work is done when they leave when they leave that uh, that therapy office or when they walk out that door. That's when the real work begins. Yes. Okay. So we've been together a, a few weeks now. Uh, what has been some of your experiences when we take our synthetic knowledge out of the books and we transfer it into real life face to faith situations? What have you noticed, Adriana? I've noticed that it doesn't always look exactly like what you read in a book. Um, there are many different uh, methods and ways of doing even just one specific intervention. Um, so being open and uh, honest and even just in the moment with a client can really make the difference as to whether an intervention really works for them or not. Okay. Wonderful. And one of the primary rules of therapy is do no harm. So say more about that. I know that uh, that's emphasized so often. Yeah, that's one of the biggest ethical principles within counseling, within any, um, you know, health field is to do no harm. So our, our main focus, our main priority is always the safety of the client. Um, we want to make sure that whatever we are doing with the client, whatever interventions or modalities that we're working with with the client are for the best benefit of the client, that the benefits of what we are doing outweigh the risks. So would you suggest somebody to something that you didn't have some familiarity with yourself, Adriana? Oh, absolutely not. Uh-huh. Okay, I think that's a wise mind choice. So you're not going to tell somebody to go skydiving it will help them if you've never skydived yourself. No. Okay. So people often look for you to advice. They look for you to make decisions for them. Mm -hmm. So how do, you, how do you handle that? How do you handle it when people will come in and they'll say, uh, I've decided to let you make this decision, Adriana? One way that we've even uh, discussed with some of the clients we've been seeing so far is, well, what do you want to do about it? What, do you, what are you going to do about it? Because it's not me that's going to walk out of that room and recreate connections in your life or, or uh, find new ways of, of solving problems. It's, it's the client. So. so quite often when we talk to people in that situation, if they ask us what to do and we say, well, uh, we don't know exactly what to do. However, we have confidence that you know what not to do yes yeah yes so we can help people steer them in another direction mm -hmm. if they don't know what to do they can certainly they if they don't know what to do we certainly have confidence they know what not to do isn't, isn't that a great place to start absolutely most often times people are able to tell us what they've tried that hasn't worked okay and it's okay to admit that you're human also Absolutely. It's uh, I don't know is a perfectly fine answer, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay. So at times 
we believe that people in some type of position of authority, like a doctor, a therapist, or lawyer, uh, but we believe that they have to have to have all the answers. Is that realistic? No, I don't think so. Okay, okay. So one of the things that people often ask me is how do you how do you deal with all of these things every day, and how do you how do you walk out of that office without dripping with emotion? Mm. Self-care. Okay. Say more about self-care. So self-care is something that's emphasized a lot within the program that I'm in. Um, but it's really just finding ways to take care of yourself. And taking care of yourself doesn't always have to look like eating right and exercising. Well, of course, those things are important. But even just taking five minutes to yourself at the end of the day to you know, journal or reflect on the day. Um, taking care of yourself can look like whatever works best for you. If it's five minutes to pet your dog, that makes you feel better. That's fine. Um, but just finding small ways to take care of your emotional health as well um, is important. So could you tell us a little bit about the requirements that it takes to become a licensed professional counselor? Sure. Um, so within the program, uh, you are required to do uh, both individual and group practicums, which are 10-week uh, practicums where you work directly with um, clients. For my experience, it was with um, undergraduate and graduate students. Um, so in the individual counseling practicum, we had four clients and we had to have eight sessions Per client. And in the group practicum, we had 10 once a week sessions with a small group of new graduate students within the program. What are some of the courses that are required? Um, there is a course on obvious, the basic skills of counseling. There's also a diagnosis and assessment course, which focuses on the different kinds of assessments that you can give as a counselor, um, as well as the different diagnoses that a client can receive. There is a very great class on uh, diversity, multicultural counseling, um, the group counseling class, and a whole course on ethics, career counseling. Wow, sounds like a lot. It How is. many credits uh, does it take? Uh, how many credits do you have to have to have a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling to go on to be accredited? You have to have 60 credits. Wow, that's a lot, isn't it? It is. Okay, so after you get these 60 credits, are you done? Are you ready to go? No. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Wouldn't okay. that be nice? Um, there's also uh, the national counselor's exam uh, that's recommended to get your national counselor certification and then licensure hours. Okay. So you go through a 60 credit uh, master's program. It took me three years. Mm -hmm. And then you have to pass a national counselor's examination, the NCE. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that you wake up out of bed at three o'clock in the morning and take. 
it uh, requires a considerable amount of study and effort uh, mm -hmm. to get there. So you're even telling me that after your 60 credit master's degree, passing a challenging, I'll be kind and say challenging test, mm -hmm. uh, then you tell me that there's more beyond that? Yeah, there's, um, I think it equates to approximately two hour or two years of working full time as a counselor receiving supervision. It might be, it might be three, I guess, depending, um, as a full-time counselor receiving supervision in order to get your licensure, licensure, I'm sorry, as a counselor in the state of Pennsylvania. Yes. There's a 3000 hour supervised counseling mm -hmm. experience and you can't do it in less than two years. Mm -hmm. So you have a four year undergraduate degree. Yes. You have a close to three-year master's program. Mm -hmm. You have a two, at least a two-year period of getting the necessary hours of supervised counseling experience. So we're looking at uh, close to nine years. Yeah, similar to what a, a doctor may go through in order to practice. So nine years of education and experience in order to practice. Uh which leads me, and hopefully, please don't be, anyone be offended out there, or you can be offended as you choose. Uh, when you're on TikTok or you're on Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter, and people are pouring their hearts out on there, I'm glad that you give them empathy. I'm glad that you uh, hear them. However, my hope is that you would tell them what worked in your life. And my hope is that that is obtaining the service of a credentialed experienced professional. Yeah. I see a lot of information out there, especially recently. Um, and you know, as well intentioned as it may be, it can be very harmful. Uh, yes, it can. Uh, very, very much so. So, we used to live in an information age where the information was backed by facts and solid evidence. However, now it seems to be that it's just simply as belief. Your belief that something works or the belief that you're, that you're right. Mm -hmm. And these are, you're dealing with people's lives. We're, we're not working in a factory making widgets for eight hours a day, which is certainly beneficial and necessary. However, we're dealing with people's lives. Yeah. We have a fiduciary responsibility to our patients, and we call them patients because we treat them. Mm -hmm. Okay, And this isn't something that uh, you just work from 9 to 5 and give up on right. and go home. Right. Okay. You know, these, and there's a difference, uh, Adriana, between concern and worry. Mm-hmm. People often ask me if I'm worried about my patients, and I tell them no. And they look at me like I'm some, some type of an uncaring monster. Okay? But I tell them that worry debilitates you. Worry consumes you. Worry prevents you from acting. Concern means you're aware. Right. If when I say yes, now say no, I am not worried. However, am I concerned? Yes. That makes me aware of a person's issues, which allows me to act in a reasonable, educated, experienced way. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to someone out there who is possibly considering, uh, maybe they're getting out of high school, maybe they're 
entering college. Uh, maybe they're uh, in a job that they don't like. Maybe they like. Maybe they like what you're saying. Maybe they like what they're hearing. Uh, what would suggestions would you make to them? Um, I would suggest for them to do their research. Um, obviously, we went over what the requirements are, generally speaking. Um, some universities may be different, um, but there's a lot of great programs out there. Uh, but understand what you're getting yourself into. Um, it's not something that you just wake up one morning and decide, oh, hey, I think I'm going to be a counselor. Um, it takes years of practice and learning. And even after that, it takes more years of practice and learning. I mean, how many years have you been doing this? Yes. Um, and so I would say just really look into it, make sure that it's the right field for you. Um, yeah. Well, it's a joy and a delight having you with me this semester. And what I'm going to do is ask you to do the same courtesy to others in your career. Absolutely. Okay, so if anyone has any questions or comments uh, concerning our conversation during this podcast, you can contact the show, and our producer will let you know how to do that at the end. And as always, although we are not prescribers, I always offer a free prescription, fruits, nuts, and vegetables, and unplug your television, and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste, my friends. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, Click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.